0: Oh my god, dude! Do you hear that? It's the swellometer, it's going off right now. You know what this means? It's time for the show! Like this. Woohoo, we are back, dude. What's going on, Swell Crew? Clap it up, dudes wrap me in a blanket and make me a hot dog. This is your very own bro, Kevin Johns, back again with the Swellometer Podcast. Thanks for tuning in guys. Glad to be back to keep the stoke alive for all of you on this beautiful day. I hope you're all making big strides to live your dreams and make things happen. Be happy. We're still alive and living in this world. Let's get ready to rock and roll. Clap, clap. Hit the tap. Okay, okay. What's going on in the world these days, peeps? I just saw on Twitter that MLB has surpassed its all-time record for home runs in a single season. I'm also writing this out at like 1:30 in the morning. 1:30 <laughs> in the morning. I have an Ochem quiz tomorrow, but. It's at 8 a.m., but it's fine. It's more important. The podcast is essential. Okay, like I was saying, the MLBS surpassed its all-time record for home runs in a single season. Can I say juice balls? Or can I say juice balls? Like, bro, I expressed this in the last episode. Manfred, Commissioner Manfred, can you stop taunting the game with your steroid-induced balls, dude? I get it. Home runs are cool, but one sub-5-foot players... A bunch of sub-five-foot players are smacking baseballs 480 feet into the upper deck. I think we all know what you've been cooking in whatever underground secret baseball labs you're hiding in. I don't know, like, if you're doing some weird Breaking Bad type shit, but, I mean, come on. Like, someone's gonna find out, man, so how about you just go back to the way things were and stop messing with my game? I'm sure a bunch of people agree. Hit me a thumbs up. I mean, I don't know, like, home runs are supposed to be unique, and now there's one literally every game. Probably more like five or six a game. It's unreal. I mean, I could have used these balls growing up when I could barely rope a ball out of the infield. <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to reach the grass, dude. I mean, I was barely old enough to tie my own shoes, but I dreamt of reaching those outer edges, just like my tall compadres, who were, like, double my size when we were in grade school. I don't know what they were eating, what was in their milk, but I'm sure that I did not get the same dose because I was just not on that level. I was a late peaker, man. What can late bloomer, what can I say? But look at me now. <laughs> but hey, I'm the tallest in my family. I got the good size jeans from the John's side, but my John's jeans don't level up to the rest of my taller friends. That's why I hated playing basketball. My friends would just tower over me. And smack the ball out of my hands. Like, guys, <laughs> just give me a chance. I also suck too, so I guess that didn't really help. I don't really think basketball genes run in my family. Like, I'll touch a basketball, and I'll just feel it deflate because it senses my poor ball skills. I mean, I can shoot. But if you put an actual player in the mix, then... Bro, maybe I can't shoot. <laughs> maybe not. I mean... It's so much easier without this guy tied to my body. Like, okay, man, I'm not down for the Macarena right now. It's not. We're not doing a dance hour. It's time to play ball. And get out of my way with your giant 10-meter arms. Like, I don't know how you were born with those, but just let me hit a bang shot. I remember playing when I was younger, and I hit a sweet bang shot in a game. I think it was the only shot I ever made because the coaches knew I stunk, so they took me out right after my shot so I could end my career on a high note. And I respect that decision because that's all I remember, and that's all I want to remember about my basketball career. And it was pretty, it was pretty solid. <laughs> it was short lived, but in my rec days, I for sure had some moments of glory. <laughs> you ever look, you ever look back on those, you ever look back on those days when we were all young, all the kids just wanted to play and screw around, and all the dads were competing with each other through their kids, acting like we're playing for world championships. And I mean, I get, it, I gotta take sports seriously, but we were just kids. Like, dads, can we chill out, man? Johnny missed a fly ball in right field. No one's going to die. Like, I remember, <laughs> I mean, I think it happened to me a few times, but uh, some of my friends, too, like, like uh, they would just, like, hit a baseball to the outfield, and usually the outfield is where they sent all the shitty kids that played baseball, like, yeah, just go play the outfield. But when we got older, the outfield was, like, a legitimate position. <laughs> so the kids would, like, rope balls in the outfield, and all the parents would be like, oh, no. Oh no! and then you can you, you'll just see like all the kids struggling like get under the ball and then they'll drop in all like all the all the moms and dads in the stands are like, "No, like oh, I just hear a bunch of like oh like a bunch of gasps from all the adults in the stands, and I'm just like sitting out I'm out there on the field I'm like, yeah, guys, like." we're in middle school, like, you can chill out, like, we're not professional baseball players, I mean, I mean, it's kind of funny, but just, like, relax, like, your son isn't gonna, like, he's okay, just, he missed a ball, like, it, the score is only, like, 12-0, and, like, no one's gonna die, and, uh, and, uh, oh, God, I remember one, uh, I remember one, Basketball game, the dads were really getting heated. Like the sports dads, I'm sure you all know, they are insane. I remember that day really vividly. It was winter, probably around December, peak basketball season, snow on the ground, a cold 30 degrees with decent moisture in the air, probably snowing, pristine basketball conditions, like I said, a light breeze coming out of the northeast, about 5 to 10 miles an hour convert that to knots, or what is it, kites, maybe like six or seven, I'm not really sure, it's, it's a little a little above my science, am, am I right, yeah. It's, yeah, too much science there, too much math, yeah, ew, it was a good day though, the basketball game was going good, pretty intense all game, I got my few minutes of fame, and then got yanked off the court multiple times, so all the good players can close it out, um, I remember my coach throwing my ass out on the court and taking me off, a few seconds later, that was kind of sad. But looking back, I will laugh about it because I knew I was bad. Um, it was pretty wild. What was that, What I, <laughs> yeah, like, why was I even there? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to show my dad I was an absolute baller with the orange ball. And later in the game, one of the kids got knocked down from another player. I mean, we're all just playing rec team, so we're all friends going against each other. No harm, no foul. It was all fun and games. No fat. Oh. No foul, am I right? Solid pun right there. Basketball jokes. They are hilarious. But the dads, like I said, we're getting heated, dude. Um, yeah, they were bickering like, you can't let your son. <laughs> the dads were like, you can't. Oh, no, one of the dads at his son got knocked down. He's like, you can't let your son push my boy down like that, Pat. What are you thinking? This isn't how we're supposed to play. Talk to your players. And I remember this line so much because it was so outrageous. A dad. <laughs> oh, my God you know i remember hearing this like i was on one side of the court and i just heard this dad a dad yells across from the stands and he's like he's like hey hey let's take it outside (laughs) he's like yelling at the other fathers and like everyone in the gym just stops and it's like what the hell did this guy just say i mean you're all like 50 years old with bad backs and hips and shit that's probably not the best idea to get to go full father fight club out in the jungle gym area outside this middle school. I just, like, come on. Uh, it, man, being young was weird. Dads are crazy. But they have good hearts. They really do. Um, I just remember hearing this dad say, I remember uh, hearing this dad say this is the kid who got knocked down. And I was just like, come on, man. This is, this is a is league. Let's all calm the hell down. But, like, I was enjoying this scene a lot because I liked it more than actually playing the basketball game because all the dads were going nuts, and I don't have any good basketball jeans, so I was just there for the entertainment, so this was pretty cool. I was a bit of a poser, but tell me you didn't get into a sport because you were testing the waters. I mean, I was bad at basketball, but I was just doing it because I wanted to see what it was like. Just You know, I'm young. I can give a go at a bunch of different sports. I'm much more of a baseball guy. And to this day, when I feel a basketball... (laughs) To this day, when I have a basketball in my hands, I can still hear a slight wisp of air escaping from the ball. Oh, crap, there it is right now. Oh, my God, it's, it's still haunting me to this day. And, like, I haven't even made a shot yet, ball. Like, just give me a chance. Just give me a chance... I want to go full Kobe jump shot three behind the line, crazy hops. Steph Curry for the win. Yeah, I know I know a few big names, big basketball guy. But just to summarize, growing up the dads were off the chain. Everyone has to relate to the dads wanting to win the championships like it was a pro league. And honestly, yeah, yeah, like looking back, the dad the dads were not the father figures were bad coaches. I kept forgetting I had millions and millions of fathers trying to teach me how to hit a baseball when they probably couldn't do it themselves. And damn, I got a lot of bad advice. Huh. Man, I could God, like I could probably be so much better right now, but that's not the point. Well it kinda is. It's a lot funnier looking back now, because at the time I was pissed. Like it sucked because I would hit, or, like, I would get good at hitting, and then I would suck again, because all these different coaches and dads would be like, okay, Kevin, now, like, put the put the bat up a little bit. Okay, now put the bat on your shoulders. Okay, swing like this, swing like that. And when I was young, I didn't think to go against my superiors, but now I'm looking back, and it's like, like, these guys are really trying to take my starting job. I mean, you guys were 50 years old, but, like, yeah, you can have my starting job in this, like, kiddie rec league. Like, they were clearly sabotaging my skills. Ah. <sighs> God, man, what a world. What a world. Angry dads, shall I make a new app? Not Angry Birds, Angry Dads. Yelling at each other for home field advantage. You'll see the app soon. Dad Fight Club. Dad Fight Club. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, guys, let me just give you the big takeaways here. I really, I know this is a funny story. It's kind of crazy, but I want you guys to look back and find some memories from your childhood that might seem like bad times at first, but I'm sure you'll look back and find some positive and funny mo- funny moments to look back on. I mean, like, during this time, like, with baseball and all those sports I was doing when I was young, like, it kind of sucked because I wanted to be better, and all these coaches, like, were telling me different things, and all the dads were so intense and annoying, and, like, they made the game not as fun. Like, it was just, like, when you're young like that, you're like, you just want to have fun and play the game. And, like, as you grow up and grow up, then it gets more serious. I get that. But still, at the core, you want to do it because you enjoy it. And one of these dads are, like, yelling at all these kids for making one little mistake and, like, flipping out. Like, guys, like, you do realize our jerseys say bears and freaking raccoons, right? Like, like, this is a rec league in our hometown. We're playing against our friends. Like, calm down. (laughs) Like, really, just let us play our game and looking like at that time i was sad cuz there were just there were a lot of annoying things happening but looking back it's hilarious cuz i just realized that it was all the dads trying to compete with each other through their kids and hopefully i don't turn into that <laughs> cuz that would be really really bad and uh yeah you can always find some good memories if you really dig deep and remember the good times you had that's how you keep the stoke alive. Keep the positivity going each and every day, and you will be living an epic lifestyle. Don't forget angry dads and youth sports are a hell of a mix. Not in a good way like chocolate and peanut butter. More like syrup and pizza type grossness, you get me? Like, you know, like, uh, what, the Elf movie when Wolf Ferrell throws syrup on his and M&Ms on his pasta. I mean, it looks pretty tasty, but I would not say that's a good combo. So dads and youth sports are kind of like that. They don't mix well. Stay away. Don't become like your dads because they're crazy. I mean, my dad's pretty awesome, but with sports, everyone turns into a raging mammoth. So be aware. <laughs> be, aware be aware. Be aware. Be aware. Be aware. And uh, yeah, I was going to end the podcast, but. There's still uh, one thing I want to talk to you guys about, and I'm about to get in that serious zone right now. A little weird, because the podcast has been kind of fun, and just a little all over the place, but that's kind of the point, but I I promise right now it'll be worth it. And shifting gears, as most of you know, yesterday was the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks in New York City. And being from New Jersey, this hits very close to home, and most of you, like me, probably were not old enough to remember much of that day. And honestly, I can't remember anything because I was only, I think I was only three, maybe four years old. I was born in 97, so I think, yeah, I was probably around three years old. And as I've grown up, I've heard more and more stories about that day and watched videos of what actually happened, just like kind of the... Just like the old news reports and like what was actually going down and how people felt, like what the atmosphere was like, the fear, the sadness, uh, the confusion. Which it's not easy to watch. It really, it's not easy to read about. It's not easy to watch. But it's like I really wanted to understand what it was like and what it felt like to be in that, like what it was like that day overall and just how it felt. And it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough day in our history. And I've seen a lot of posts, especially on Instagram stories, where I think it's from the 9-11 Museum, which I haven't been to yet in New York, but I think it'd be a really cool experience to go to. And I've read texts from loved ones who were on the hijacked planes that were that they sent to their spouses, and like I can't even comprehend that. Like I couldn't imagine I couldn't even imagine losing anyone close to me like like I've lost I've lost a few friends over the years, and those are not easy times. those like people you've talked to, people you've grown up with, and people like you've literally sat next to before, and when they're just gone in the blink of an eye, it's not. Like even years after, it's something that you can't even comprehend, and it's it's unreal. Like it's just it feels surreal because you don't think it's real, but it is the reality. And like sometimes you want to forget about it, but that's just that's what it is. And I can't, I just I can't imagine waking up on a normal day and realizing that it's all just gonna be taken away in the blink of an eye, that your friends and your family won't be able to see you come home, or just. Witnessing a plane coming towards your building and being inside that building and being inside the Twin Towers. And my heart goes out to all those who lost their lives and those heroes that gave their lives to save others in New York that day in 2001. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, going back to youth sports, but this was more of a probably one of the more serious experiences I've had but it wasn't even about baseball it was one game when I was younger my teammates my teammates and the members of the opposing team lined up and down the two foul lines on the diamond before the start of our game and I think it was the 10-year anniversary of 9-11 that day I can't remember how old I was exactly but I think I was in seventh or eighth grade and we all stood with our hands over our hearts while the national anthem was being played and then we had a moment of silence, and um, yeah, everyone's everyone's heads were down in remembrance and respect. This was a big moment for me because it was really it really was the first time I truly felt all the loss, uh, the sadness, and just every like everything from. The tragedy. I never really felt that despair and like the anguish from 9/11, but that day on the diamond with my teammates, it, it just it wasn't about baseball. And it was it was more than that. It was about remem- it was about remembering all the real heroes who fought to protect and save us and lost their lives in the process. And it really it all just hit me like a truck, like just because like being a young kid like that, that's not something we've done a lot. Like usually on 9-11 memorials like anniversaries you know that like we obviously know what it's for but I never actually had an experience where we had something like that where we gave respect and we had a moment of silence before a big game And I just it felt I don't know I just felt everything everything just hit me like a truck and I just felt connected with the whole like that day and the whole tragedy and I just felt all of that loss and it was it was tough it was it was a hard thing to think about but i know it's important to remember because it's it is what happened and it's important to remember to remember the times of how america overcame and stood up after all that and and i did like i really i felt the love for what everyone did all the first responders all the people all the heroes and i felt the sadness from everything that happened how much was lost and i finally realized what our country actually went through it was an experience where i i felt united with so many people even though it was just a small memorial before a ball game and to me and my friends it was it was much bigger than that. It really was. It was so much bigger than that baseball game. It was right before, but even when when we were playing I felt like it was for something bigger even though it was just in our hometown of Ramsey, New Jersey, but I felt like it was an impact around around the whole country and and just a way to pay respects and and remember everything that we've gone through and everything that we're Everything that we have done since then to improve and become better as a nation, and the reason the reason I want to talk to you guys about this, even though it's a tough topic, is because of what it means, and uh, the way America responded was how was how we wouldn't let the terrorists win. Don't let hate, don't let the hate take over all the good in the world, because there is a lot of it there is, there is, there is there is. I know I know the news likes to show us all the crime, the deaths, the shootings and so many other bad things. It seems like we're just bombarded with the negative stuff so much that we forget how many good people and good experiences there are out there. From just smiling at someone or opening a door for another person, little things like that can make such huge impacts you don't even like you don't even know sometimes. I I feel like if we respect one another, and show each other our best selves every day then the world can be fully positive and we can push out the negatives just let people see you at your best each day because that's what that's what others deserve other people deserve to see you at your best like don't go and you know if you're meeting someone new and and not and not be nice or just not be not be interactive or just friendly to them because what if you never see them again that's all they remember and people will remember especially like that's what people remember especially if they never see you again so you want to make a lasting impact and make it count you really you just want to make it count because all every person you interact with is someone that you can have an impact on for life even if you only talk to them for a few minutes it's all how they perceive you it's all how you present yourself and you always want to present yourself in the best way the best form of yourself because that's what is important to others that's what should be important to yourself because that is how much you're worth and you can really change the world if you believe you can and I really I do think that and I think from 9/11 like we have grown as a nation and we will continue to grow and continue to improve and i think it starts with the people a lot of great people in this world and we can be united and come together simply by being friendly and starting it from one person it can grow and grow and grow and grow until it reaches every single person across the world i and that that just to me that sounds incredible It really does. It does. Whoa, that was heavy. Okay. But It is, guys. It is. Go out. Go out. I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. And go out. Live your best life. Make strides towards improving the world and achieving your goals. I will be back soon. Enjoy the day. And keep the stoke alive. Peace.